Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the sanctification episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so that you, that's right, you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and I'm here with Pastor Joel. Howdy. Howdy, Pastor Joel. Hey, what do you think about that episode? It was great. I felt like it was a great one to start with season three. I thought it really did. Um, it, I mean, it really proved all the work we did in seasons one and two was required to get to where we're at today because we wouldn't have been able to cover it the way we did without many of the episodes we had already established in seasons one and two. And uh, I think it's important because I feel like, you know, you look at a lot of seasons one and two, it was a lot of backwards facing stuff. And now I feel like, is this maybe us tipping our hand that not only is sanctification, this, uh, this concept that helps us make forward progress in life is our podcast seasons on that same journey of now we're progressing forward from salvation that is exciting yeah yeah because it is it's like all of these foundational things we're going it doesn't really i don't really feel like it's it doesn't seem to be answering the questions and the situations that we're dealing with right now you know how do you how do you handle a pandemic? You know, how, what do you, right. what do you do with all of the anxiety and stuff that's going on? But how do I live my life once I become a Christian? Exactly. Yeah. How do I live my life once I've repaired and restored a lot of the damage? So, you know, we did a, do a lot of work in helping people repair church damage and we'll continue that focus moving forward. But a big area people have been damaged is in this question of sanctification of what, what now, what now, what now, how do I live my life with God? Right. Yeah. And, and it, and it is, it's like, you know, I was sitting there chomping at the bit going, when are we going to define this word? Right. But it makes sense that, you know, we, the, the strict and the loose perspective doesn't give or they give a contradictory definition to it but so for you to give that ultimate answer was just it's just so awesome that if you define grace and faith right then that will help you you know understand what salvation is and then lit like to be able to go living the same causes that (laughs) saved is like it's it's freaking music man like that is so refreshing and healing and i just want more people to heal that i just want people to hear that i feel like every time i i hear it every time i teach it there's this massive aha moment going on my brain where it's like praise the lord he has made this so simple now, not easy because our flesh is at stake and we have, we're constantly dealing with a flesh that doesn't want to adhere or live out grace and faith, but it's simple. Right. It's how do you get saved? Grace and faith. How do you say, how do you sanctify yourself? Grace and faith grow in it. You don't just do it once you grow in it. And it's the same answer. So you just keep doing those causes and you're, 
And you want, you want to know what the answer to the, you know, where, where I can say I'm good. Like the people on the loose side are like, no, I'm good. I'm saved. I'm good. Grow in sanctification. Then you're good. That's how you can feel that way. I'm good. If I'm growing in sanctification. Okay. So that, so that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, um, how do I know? So, okay. So I've been saved grace through faith. You know, I want to take direction from God. I want his influence to flow through my life. I want to take direction from a God that I can't see. How this begs the question, like I want to make progress in grace and faith. How do I know that I'm making progress in grace and faith? Because there's uh, like, I imagine that there's people out there and, and I've struggled with this too, where it's like, am I growing enough in it? Or am I like, I think the list comes out with people when they're like, don't drink, don't smoke, because they're trying to assure that these, that, that, you know, sanctification or their growth is happening right. and they're measuring it wrong. So my, my question to you is, you know, in your own life or, or, or for us to help other people, what, what's enough? How do you measure that? That's awesome. I actually preached a sermon about this, this year. And, uh, my answer was more. <laughs> How much is enough more, right? I think we covered this too in the salvation episode back in in uh season two, but I'll I'll unpack it here with St. Yeah, please. Because this this gets to the question too of if salvation's an avoidance of a punishment and sanctification brings a benefit, what are the benefits? What is the benefit? Like we mm. said in the what the fuck episode, is like what one of the things you could ask these people on the loose side of the argument is why would I even want to be a Christian? Well, what's mm -hmm. our answer to that? Sanctification. Well, how would this be appealing to people? Well, so here's first grace is the divine influence upon the heart. It's reflection in the life. This is a person's ability to hear from and take direction from a God we can't see. Mm-hmm. Faith is a belief in something we can't see, either because it has yet to happen, like Judgment Day, or because it's invisible, like God. He is spirit. Right. Both of these things are grown through understanding and experience. We grow our ability to hear from God and to take direction from him. And we grow our belief in him by understanding who he is more and by experiencing him more. So that's one of the ways I can be intentional about progressing in sanctification. And that's why, you know, that mm. ought to motivate people to read the word, not just saying do it because it proves you're a Christian, do it because it's like, aren't you fascinated with God, the father? Don't you love the fact that we are his children don't you mm -hmm. want to get to know him more don't you want to take direction from him yes well that'll make me want to read the word and understand it though according to what god means but here would be a big measure that helps us know if we're actually growing in sanctification yeah 
are you becoming more the person God created you to be over time? Hmm. Because when God works in, when God works through a person, it looks different. God's grace, his influence and the way he sounds, he's a still small voice and he's a still small voice to everybody. He's a still small voice that speaks into our conscious brain, our dianoia, our inward parts, right? That's Mm -hmm. where God's voice speaks for everybody. But how God's voice, his influence is reflected is different for everybody because we're all unique. It's like if there was a gemstone, we're each a unique gemstone. Light's going to refract differently based on what that gem looks like and what color it is and how it's cut. Cool. The light of God through me is going to look different than the light of God through you. Right. So one of the measures I can use to know that I'm growing in grace and faith is, am I more myself? Which means, am I more the person God created me to be, the person he wants me to be? Because the best way for me to be that is by him doing it through me. Yeah. So that would be a, a really great measure, which brings the benefit. Why? Why have or what's the benefit of sanctification? What's the benefit of being a Christian? The very source of my happiness and joy was given to me in the womb. Nice. This uniqueness, this purpose that God has given me is a burden that I carry around with me that when I use it the way God intended, it brings me happiness, it brings me joy, and it builds the confidence I have to walk into the chaos of the pandemic, the chaos of this world, nice. whatever this, the spiritual battles we're facing, I can yeah. do so. So that would be that benefit you want to, you, you want, you know, here's the benefit. You want to be happy? yeah i actually was listening i was watching a a video of some celebrity being interviewed recently and it was profound Hmm. this guy was he was talking about how he had raised his kids and he was really i would say a strict parent very logical very do this discipline do this thing do this thing do this thing do this thing Hmm. And he had this big aha moment when he was dealing with his daughter when she was like eight years old. Hmm. She asked him a question. Don't you care how I feel? And it blew his mind because he realized in that moment he, he hadn't been trying to help his kids intentionally be happy with who they are. He was trying to help them be disciplined the way he was. And it, and it caused him to um, ignore oftentimes ignore the feelings you do what's right regardless of how you feel i don't care how you feel do this thing i don't care how you feel do this thing but his daughter's like but daddy don't you care how i feel mm-hmm. and the part that was profound is the line what he said after he learned this thing was what i learned is that all anybody cares about is how they feel that's the most important thing to everyone everything i do is trying to make me feel happy now or sometime in the future. That's right. Everything. That's right. So you want to know the benefit of Christianity? Well, the church has done a garbage job of expressing this, but I'll tell you, Christianity, living according to God's grace and faith, growing in sanctification after salvation, 
is the key to healthy happiness and joy for eternity. How's that for an appeal? Exactly. And it is the only way to have that happen. Right. Nice. So sal- so salvation is me going, there is a, there's a God, there's a right and just God who has made me into this type of vessel, this type of person, this gifts, these gifts that I have within me. And I'm recognizing that I want, I, I want him to direct me in using that, those gifts. So it's like, I am this vessel. He's the potter. I'm the clay. He put this type of vessel and clay into me. And when I recognize that he did that and I want him to do that, I'm saved. Now the rest of my life is help me to be more useful, more, you know, make me into something, you know, like with that original stuff that you put in there, help that come out of me to make even more incredible things. And every time that happens, I am going to experience more joy and more happiness and I'm going to become more confident in who he made me to be in the first place. Right. Which also answers then why your progression is going to be different than mine. Right. Because we're different. Right. The speed at which you grow won't be the same speed at which I grow. And I'm not even saying which one of us is faster or slower because that doesn't really matter. It's different. Because we are different. So that brings in, that's why it's so damaging to enforce these behavioral restrictions and limitations on people when you're not accounting for the causes of that person's uniqueness. So how much do I need to grow in sanctification? More. Just grow more according to who you are and how God works through you. And so if people are like, well, how do I know when is enough? Well, they already have a problem. Yes. That shows that they have, they show, it shows that they don't, they don't really understand it. Or they they're showing that where their thought process is, as it relates to this topic is on the strict side. They're looking, they're looking for a finish line to cross, which is a, which is a human thought process, strict side limitation side of the conjunctive it's what's the line i can cross so that i don't have to do this anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so you have the and i want i would wonder if that person actually even like you said do they really even understand what this is about if they do they're looking for a way out so that's yeah yeah, so let's so let's recap the strict and loose side so you said that the strict side is a bunch of 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 rules you know laws do this and don't do that Yep. So really what we're seeing here is sanctification on the strict side and the loose side is both similar in really Jesus is the cause of your sanctification. And which, which he is, but, and we don't have a responsibility over it. And that, I feel like that's the key. There's no responsibility right. on my Jesus part. does it unilaterally, right? Yeah. Now, where they're different is you take that concept, Jesus is responsible for my sanctification. On the strict side, that looks like me adhering to this list of restrictions 
or this, mm. this list of rules to prove I have to do. And this limitation side is like a human thought process. It's, it's very works-based efforting my way. And it is, it wears you out because it's a list of things I have to do every day to prove that Jesus is in fact sanctifying me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a strict side limitation side. The, the loose or freedom side of this, it is the same thing. Jesus, Jesus sanctifies me, but it's, there's no rules. It's all freedom. It's so I'm good. And the, and what you end up seeing there is a person whose life wasn't actually transformed by the grace of God. Nice. So what God is responsible for in salvation and sanctification is giving us grace. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, and it does say that he's given everyone a measure of faith. Like everyone starts with some. So that's his responsibility to give us, you got to give us some of this. Yep. To believe in him. And his responsibility is to give us grace, his divine influence upon our heart and its reflection in our life. And God is never going to be slack. He is always talking to us. He doesn't sleep. He's always doing his responsibility so that in no point in our lives can we go, remember that time where you weren't talking to me? Uh, That's when I, that's when I sinned. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's when I didn't have an escape out of the temptation, right? There there is always a way. He is always moving, always talking to us, always trying to direct us. So he will always be doing his responsibility. And, And that's why you, you know, I like what you're saying. Like the sanctification is me choosing to live by that influence more over time. Yeah, it's my responsibility, just like with salvation. It's my responsibility. I'm responsible for my salvation. The Lord provides my ability to do that. He gives us this gift. We have to receive it and let it impact our lives and the lives of others. But um, with sanctification, it's the same thing. And that's where it's like, oh, man. So it is this finish line. Like there's this human voice in my brain that's saying, oh, so this is just forever. And it's like, yeah, it is, but it's not without the most amazing benefits that you could ever experience. The thing we all want as human beings is provided when we take this backward step and allow God to lead our lives for us. It's not just, we're not marionette puppets here. God leading our lives for us is him doing or give, supplying the power for us to live the purpose that he created in us, that same purpose that allows us to live these amazing lives that bring us happiness and joy. It's the great life of the podcast filmer, of the, the podcast taper, where you and I, before we, before we do these, we're sitting there going, oh man, I'm so nervous. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Season and, three, and, oh man. Yeah, and, and we're like, this is, this is gonna be daunting. <laughs> And we try to, to get out of God's way and let him flow through us. And, you know, we, we try to have him do what he wants to do here. And we leave filming these podcasts going, oh, I'm so glad we did this. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, yeah, we literally step, had that conversation. That, 
We did. It's that right first before. step. Yeah. The first step of doing this is like, oh, it's tense. It's uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. It kills your flesh. It kills that part of you. That's like, okay, it's the finish line part. And our understanding and experience of having done this for two seasons, plus, you know, all the, all the extra projects we're doing together. If we just press, if we just press record, <laughs> if we just get the show going, it's going to be amazing. We're going to start flowing in the, in grace and it's going to be spectacular. And, and it has been, this has been a blast talking about this topic with you. Yeah, man, it has been amazing. So let's go through them. You know, we talked about how sanctification will help us grow in self-esteem, which is amazing. So can we look at the three categories of people from the perspective of self-esteem? Yeah, that's great. Right. Self-esteem. This is definitely a topic that the church loves to shoo away yeah self-esteem and self-help books blah 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 yeah okay. i like shouldn't I get esteem it. myself at all right jesus esteem or god esteem like whatever I, like i get it i understand what they mean it's like we shouldn't be putting things in the place of what god should be doing in our lives but i feel like there are people and christians missing out on understanding what the right meaning and application of self-esteem is we're talking about a confidence in that person god created me to be bingo exactly want that? he's he's the potter and you know what we confidence means with fidelis it comes from the words that mean with faith come on so it's a faith in the person god created me to be isn't that's that what awesome. i like that's great right and i think if you give that explanation I, I'd, I'd be surprised if any church leader or Christian would disagree with that. I just think they're missing that. So it's great. We're talking about self-esteem. That's what we mean when we're talking about self-esteem. We don't mean awesome. how can we be in charge of our lives? We mean, how can we live out and grow our faith, our confidence in the people God created us to be perfect. And we see the levels of self-esteem as really the levels of confidence in that uniqueness that purpose that god's given us so this first group of people we feel sorry for are people who have a low faith a low confidence in their purpose in who god created them to be that's why we feel bad for them not because we're looking down on them because we know they're missing out on this amazing benefit and because we've been those people oh yeah we, we can <laughs> We can empathize for sure. Yes. Yes. And we still have those areas and we still have yeah. those areas. Anyway, yeah, there's yeah. still going to be areas in my life where I'm low self-esteem. Even if generally speaking, I'm high self-esteem, there's always going to be areas just like I was actually just talking to my dad about this yesterday. I was saying we're, we're reading a book about becoming a man. And one of the things yes. I was saying to him was we're men. I said, dad, you and I are, we're men. That doesn't mean there's not areas in our lives where we act like boys and we still need to go through the process of becoming a man in those areas. Are you confronting so me it's... right now? What's your, what's your deal? <laughs> Joel, this wasn't at the script. Come on, man. Whoa, hey. easy, man. But it, easy. Well, I'm actually trying to encourage you. This is how good <laughs> I am at encouraging somebody. There's always room for growth. Nice. And, and I shouldn't feel bad when an area of my life does come out low self-esteem or like a boy unless i cause damage i should feel bad about that but I, what i mean by not feel bad is i can look at that as an area as an opportunity for growth mm -hmm. that's what god would want us to do that's why god's saying to joshua get up man mm -hmm. like i like I, I appreciate your humility in this moment and you're bowing down at my feet 
but you kneeling down and bowing down isn't helping make this better. So let's get up and make progress forward. Let's get up and sanctify ourselves. But anyway, so Perfect. low, that's why we feel bad. They're low self-esteem. Yeah. And really what we're, what we're saying is we're feeling bad about the people who were deceived into a belief about salvation and sanctification that could result in them not being saved at all. Right. Why do we feel bad? Cause they're, they might not be saved and we mm. feel bad for the people who were the deceivers who are also low self-esteem. Cause these tend to be people who are tearing other people down or wanting to feel good about themselves at the expense of others. So they deceive, they may not even know they're deceiving either. It may not even be on purpose, but we feel bad for them too, because these people, whether they know it or not, are taking other people off course by teaching the wrong doctrine of salvation and sanctification. The mid, the mid self-esteem people are the people we understand. We understand why would, why they would leave the church. We understand why they would want to remove themselves from the abusive situations they're in. It's because as it relates to self-esteem, they know that being around these people is pulling them down. It's pulling them down in their thought process. It's actually decreasing their faith and putting stumbling blocks in their path to grow. So that's why these people, they may not know the right answer, but they do know what I'm dealing with is wrong. They may not know what I need to do to grow my self-esteem, but they do know being around these people, I'm humble enough to know I'm not strong enough to be around these people without being taken down. Mm. So we understand why those people would leave the church and why those people would be pissed off at the church. Right. And then there's the people we are impressed with. These are the people who high self-esteem, meaning this, they're humble enough to know the only way for me to live out the person God created me to be is for him to do it through me. High self-esteem doesn't mean I am proud. High self-esteem means I have a high confidence or faith in the person God created me to be, which comes with understanding who that person is and living it out. Wouldn't we want high self-esteem? Absolutely. But that word, I even feel it within me. It's like, ooh, that word turns people off because it makes it sound like they're in pride or an arrogant human or a humanist even. Right. What we mean by high self-esteem is someone with a high level of faith in the person God created them to be. Wouldn't we want that as Christians? Wouldn't we want to facilitate that as Christian leaders? So we feel, we're impressed with these people because they recognize salvation is just the beginning of this journey. Yeah. And the more I'm sanctified, the more my faith is going to grow, the more I can make an impact in whatever area God's called me to do. So that's, that's the three areas of self-esteem. Awesome. And which leads to the ultimate answer. Again, the ultimate answer is, is growth and holiness. You grow in the same causes of salvation. So if you want to be sanctified, if you want your salvation to be ensured, which the Bible says we should be assured of our salvation, yep. grow in holiness, grow in sanctification, grow in grace and faith. That's really what we mean. Grow in grace and faith. And for all you leaders out there listening to this podcast, it's really important when you're helping people understand salvation and when you're helping people understand sanctification, that they understand the causes of those concepts and they understand God's definition to those terms. 
Absolutely. So whenever, you know, we're talking about holiness, we're talking about God, you know, so, something, something that is holy is of one substance. Yes. So God is light and in him, there's no darkness. So he is holy. He's all light. So it's that light coming into us and this, the darkness is being sanctified. Right. You know, that darkness is being, we're choosing to live the light walk in the light going through us, which kills the darkness in us and helps us become more of one substance, more of who God wants us to be, more of him in us. That other nature, that fleshly nature continues to burn away. Bingo. And we decrease our will. Oh, yeah. Our will decreases to do his will in our life because he's ultimately going to be directing us to live a way more epic and amazing life than even we have planned. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you want to hear a certain topic, let us know. We'd love to talk about whatever it is that you guys want to talk about. So take care, everybody. We'll see you next time.